and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We may have to revisit that story at some point during the show today. Welcome on back. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. 97.5 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, let's uh, talk a little BYU football. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, former BYU quarterback, our good friend Tanner Mangum. What's going on, Tanner? What's up, Jake? How you guys, how you guys doing over there? We're doing terrific. Did you have a nice uh, Thanksgiving holiday? Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, the green bean casserole uh, from Gordon was, was excellent, as always. Okay. And uh, <laughs> these, these sweet potatoes were... Um, extra sweet this year and then that the mashed potatoes uh were the, were the best i mean I, I must be an idaho guy because those are my number one favorite now is gordon forcing you to say that about the green beans no i don't know i that's 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 genuine okay it, all it, right it, just check yeah it's, it's authentic it was uh it was the least popular of all the dishes wasn't it there it was but i, I just think mm-hmm. green bean casserole maybe isn't everyone's cup of tea but um Everyone had their had their their fair share. They just didn't devour the whole the whole dish. I see. Like like a little bit you know. goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, yeah, I'm glad that's, it was that's, good. That's, that's, a, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> uh, what do you think about uh, BYU moving up one spot in the college football playoff rankings this week? I mean, after the first rankings, I knew that's what was going to happen because at this point, the the committee can't back down on what they did. They can't just put BYU at 14 week one and then jump them up to a. Uh, eight or nine in, in the next one. Although they did that with teams like Oklahoma state who moved up eight spots from week one to week two, which is to me just baffling, but it's what I expected, especially with BYU not playing. I didn't foresee them jumping up uh, much higher than that, but it's, it's tough because now they're in a tough spot. It, the committee is obviously not taking them seriously. They're obviously punishing them for their strength of schedule. And uh, I don't know what it's going to take to change their minds, but when you only have 13 people to impress uh, and, you, and you don't have that many more games on the schedule, uh, it, it's a tough spot for them to be in as far as wanting to jump up more. What effect does that have on the team, Tanner? Do you think that they're bumming about this? Do you think they're angry? Do you think they want to, to prove something yet? Or do you think they just sort of look at it and say, hey, this is what it is, and, and uh, we may end up in the uh, New Mexico Bowl? I mean, it's a huge tip on their shoulder, no doubt. It pisses them off. Kalani, he gets fired up, and he and you you saw the interview with him uh, on the Week One College Football Playoff Ranking Show. I mean, he's he's pretty angry just because there's some true disrespect going on here, and um, he believes in his team, and and I know the players believe in themselves, and so this is putting a huge tip on their shoulder. I would expect them to uh, to really come out and make a statement against San Diego State. And uh, obviously, you can only control what you can control. But this, 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 this is maddening to a lot of those players. I mean, think about the seniors. Think about Zach, who is most likely gone after this year. I mean, this is a this is an incredible opportunity for them to to crack the New Year's Six. But they're uh, not getting the credit that that many people feel they deserve. I think that's something to acknowledge that this isn't just BYU homers, BYU diehards that are saying BYU should be higher. These are college football experts, analysts, 
uh, reporters, um, people who have no ties or connection or bias or people with no blue goggles are also saying that BYU should be higher. So uh, I, th- I know they're I know they're fired up, and I think they're going to do whatever they can to to make the statement. Uh, to make a statement to, to hopefully play their way into New Year's Six because I know they don't want to end up in New Mexico. It is it is one of the downsides of independence, though, right? You're not in the G5, so you're not guaranteed a, a spot in those games, and they you're relying on uh, the goodness of the hearts of these people that you you reference. And, and I think you could have seen it coming, I, I honestly, because you're not part of the club. And I, I don't think I've ever asked you about this. When, when you were playing, how did you feel about playing on an independent team and not having a conference? And has your opinion on that changed since your playing day? It, it evolved throughout my time at BYU, uh, especially just uh, looking at the team, um, the teams that, that, that we had and the schedules that we had to face. I mean, it, it's brutal. When you are, are uh, playing the schedules that BYU has had to face, granted this year was different, but in years past, uh, it's, it's tough to, to play five straight uh, upper-tier Power 5 teams. And to expect to come out of that undefeated, or to expect to come out of that with a four and one record, um, it, it's it's tough to do. And then you eventually get to a point where, because you don't have a conference and you don't have a conference championship, it kind of becomes okay. Like now we're we're just playing for personal pride. We're we're playing to because we're competitive and we want to give our best, and we want to you know have a winning record so we can get to a bowl game. But if you lose, you know, two or three games, you know, it's 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 tough to make a case to uh, get high in the top twenty-five. It's it's tough to make a case to get to a a top-tier bowl game, and I think it puts BYU in a in a tough in a tough spot. I think this year is showing that you don't have to have uh, these very top-heavy, brutal schedules to make a to make a statement. Yes, you have to have a little bit better schedule than this because obviously what they're Seeing is that they're still they're still getting a top fifteen ranking, but they're not getting top ten or top five. So you need to, you need to have some uh, better uh, opponents in there to to mix it up and to to help boost your credibility. But uh, you definitely don't have to go go crazy on the scheduling. And and when you especially when you, when you don't have a conference, uh, a conference championship is a lot. I mean, I mean it's, it's something to play for. It it adds it's kind of a season within a season. It adds rivalries. It adds uh, bragging rights. And uh, and without that, uh, it kind of becomes a question of what are you playing for? And in, in this season, in this instance, it's you know they've, it, their independence has helped them because it allowed them to, um, I guess, they weren't strapped by conferences' decisions to not play, so they could go go out and schedule games and, and play nine games, uh, which which was great. You know, had they been in a conference uh, like the Pac-12 or the Big 12, that wouldn't have happened. But to your point, Jake. It also does hurt them because they don't have the strength of schedule. They don't have the ability to play conference opponents, and uh, that, that hurts their credibility. Tanner, Zach Wilson, uh, you mentioned him, uh, is getting an awful lot of attention as far as NFL scouts go and these mock drafts that we see. Jake and I were talking about this earlier in the show. I mean, he's being mentioned as a top uh, five, six, seven type pick. Does that have any effect on the team as a whole, do you think? Do they pay attention to that stuff, and does it change anything? Oh, I know they're paying attention to it. Uh, they, they definitely are. But I think, if anything, it, it's uh, it's boosting their confidence. I think this team is feeling really confident right now. And and you can't blame them. I mean, they're 9-0, and they've destroyed every team they've played pretty much. 
uh, they lead the nation in, in point differential. They're second in the nation in yard differential. And they feel like they can play with anyone. And when, when you have a talented quarterback like Zach at the helm, uh, that, that instills confidence in the whole team because it helps them believe that, hey, we can, if we, with him under center, with him doing what he's doing, we can play with anybody. And, and, and I know that they're happy for him. And, and I, I, would, I would think most of them uh, would be extremely happy for him if he decided to leave after this year. Um, and I, I think uh, especially on this, on this BYU team and, and most teams in general, they're supportive of each other, of, of, of their teammates. They want each other to succeed. They, uh, they want each other to get to the next level, to get to the league. That's, uh, that's, that's everyone's goal. And so I, I think they're happy for them and also at the same time feeling uh, very confident. And uh, it's, it's making them even hungrier and, and I think making that chip on their shoulder bigger because they want to show uh, what they're capable of and what Zach's capable of against uh, some, some tougher opponents. Tanner Mangum is with us in 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Uh, Tanner, you're only a couple years removed from the team, obviously, and I'm sure still talk to some guys. Can you give us any insight into what it's been like as a player through this unique circumstance at BYU? Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been fortunate to stay in touch with some players and some coaches there. and um, I, I think the theme that I'm getting and is what we've, just, what we've been talking about. I think there's a, there's a big chip on their shoulders because – this team has gone, these juniors and seniors have gone through some lows and now some highs. They've been on both sides of it. And now they really want this chance to prove what they're capable of. They want this chance to show how they've improved and how they've evolved. Uh, and this new coaching staff took over in 2018, but by coaching staff, I mean the offensive staff, um, obviously Kalani and, and, and Elisa were there in uh, 2016. And, and, you know, since then, it's been up and down. It's been very rocky, and I think they're they're kind of starting to figure it out now. They're trying. They're finding their rhythm. They're finding their groove, and they want to show it. You know, before these juniors and seniors leave and graduate, they want to they want to finish strong. And uh, they're, they're they're tired of kind of being, um, I guess, down in the dumps, if you will. They're tired of being one of the lower teams in college football. And when you look at 2017 and even 2018, uh, seven and six, uh, 2019 same um you know they've kind of been this very mediocre and now they're uh, they're they're turning it around and um and I, I think uh they they have an opportunity now to do something special of course this year has provided uh unique circumstances that have helped them uh do something special but regardless uh they're they're having fun with it and they're feeling good they're feeling confident and uh they're they're, they're feeling lucky that they get to uh to do this type of uh, to have this type of season, I know a lot of them want to play Utah. Um, you know, they they want to be able to show what this. I think this could be a year. I think Utah's having a down year. BYU's having an up year. Yeah, you know, if 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 there was going to be a time to end the streak, I think this would be the year to do it. So, um, but but you know, we'll see how the we'll see how the whole year shakes out. As you reflect back on what you've seen out of this team, Tanner, what? Can you single out maybe one or two things that have uh, surprised you? Um, I mean, I mean, we, we've, I know we've talked about this before, but the defense has been incredible, and, and I think I think Zach Zach's play and the overall offensive uh, evolution has been great to see. Uh, I, it was a pleasant surprise just to see how things have gelled. I knew the talent was there, I knew the potential was there, but it was just a matter of getting. Um, getting a level the level of execution around him higher um having a better support supporting staff with his line with his receivers 
uh, with the play calling, with the system. And I think they're figuring it out. Uh, it took some growing pains. Um, but, you know, Zach's capable. He's very capable. And NFL scouts are noticing it. And so it's been exciting to see um, that come to life. Because it, with, without that help, without the supporting cast, Zach's not getting this hype. Um, as, as talented as, as, as he is, um, you know, if you, if you don't have a good support system around you, it's tough to make waves. But he's doing it, and uh, I, th- I think it's, it's a credit to this, this team for their, for their growth and development, and it's exciting to see how they've, uh, they've improved this year. You know, this is what social media does to us all, right? I, I'm following Twitter right now, and I'm seeing BYU players, Kyrus Tonga, Kyle Griffiths, uh, uh, tweet out the eyeball emoji. And now, so Twitter's on fire going, oh, does BYU have an announcement to make? Uh, but let me let me pu- put a question this way. I, I hope there's an announcement coming because, honestly, Tanner, I don't care who even the opponent is. Everybody's, can they add a good opponent? They need to just play. They need to stay in front of everybody and stay at the top mm-hmm. of everybody's mind. If they do have a chance to get into a New Year's Six, they need to get a game or as many games as they possibly can. 100%. I'm with you. That's why I say they're in a tough spot right now with only one schedule one yeah. game left on the schedule, that's yeah. not enough no. to change the minds of the voters. And so I don't care who it is. Just right. Get some teams on the schedule. Play some games. Uh, get on TV. Get, you know, just the more opportunities they have to show what they're capable of, the better their chances are. And I think the chances are low, but playing two games is better than one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know that the players love to tease Cougar Nation with those eyeballs. Uh, you know, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but hopefully, I hope an announcement's coming because they need it. They need all the help they can get right now. I don't know if you've had a chance to see San Diego State at all this year, Tanner, but any thoughts on how you think the Cougars will match up against that team? I I haven't had a chance to watch them. I've looked at their stats, and I I think BYU has a great chance to roll them. I I don't think San Diego State is as strong as they've been in years past. Uh, You know, last year, San Diego State – was stout and and they they're known to have a stout defense. That Rocky Long defense is one of their staples, um, but I, I don't think they're quite as, as strong this year. And I th- I really think BYU has a great opportunity to roll, just like they've been doing, uh, just like they did to Boise State. You know, Boise State is a tough Mountain West opponent. I think they can do the same to San Diego State, um, but but again, it's it, it, at the same time, it's almost too bad. I wish San Diego State was a little better. I wish they were having a little bit better of a season just to help boost their credibility. Um, but that's not how it is. And so I think, I, you know, I, I really think BYU with the chip, with the chip on their shoulder that they're going to be playing with uh, at home, I think they'll be uh, ready to roll. All right, Tanner, last thing before we let you go. You, uh, you know Austin, our producer. You know him a little bit, quite well, I would say. Uh, what do you think? We're trying out a, a new nickname for Austin. What do you think about this? Captain Goodtime. <laughs> captain good time captain good time what about lieutenant good time i mean does it have to be captain <laughs> that doesn't have, could be a lieutenant or, or, or why, general. why the demotion yeah, tanner just demoted austin <laughs> how about general general good time general good time uh, we just think like it, captain we just think it'd be funny like austin does some you know sidelining reporting for the jazz and and stuff sometimes so wouldn't it be funny picture Locke's voice uh let's go down to the uh the walk-off interview donovan mitchell standing by with captain good time captain <laughs> yeah, when you put it in that context, when you use it in a sentence, it, uh, it definitely uh, sounds a lot better. I like yeah. it. Oh, all right, good, good. I like it too. Uh, last, last thing for me, Tanner. I, you know, as we we're talking about uh, BYU facing San Diego State, if they did that in another t- uh, game, I wonder. 
If it was a little better team, I wonder if they still have to win big in order to impress anybody. Because if they did play, say, a P5 team and they got by by three points or something, I wonder if people would say, see, they're really not that good. You know, I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about because the way the committee talks, when you hear uh, their reasoning, it almost is like uh, back to the old days of the beauty pageant. You know, yeah. like they have to they have to be impressed by things that really shouldn't matter that much. I agree. They they talked about Ohio State and how they gave them the nod over Texas A&M because of Ohio State's offensive firepower. And uh, <laughs> when you use statements like that, well, then how could, how do you look at BYU? How do you watch BYU's film and not be impressed by their offensive firepower? So to your point, I think regardless of who, of who they play, they have to show up well. And uh, that's that's the pressure that they're facing being in this position. But I think any win um, against the Power 5 opponent would help. I think it might boost them a couple spots. But, hey, a couple spots is all they need. You know, at the Red 13, I think if they can get to the top 12, they have a, a great shot at getting to a New Year's 6. Um, but hopefully they can, you know, continue to impress the voters, which, you know, when you look at it as a beauty contest, which is which pretty much is becoming, I mean, you can't ask BYU to do much more. And you watch them play. Like they pass the eye test. But right now they're just really the, – the committee is hung up on, on their strength of schedule. But, they, you know, if they can get two more games and really impress with their offensive firepower, go 11-0 and 0, uh, by, you know, dominating, dominating each opponent, it would be hard to keep them out of that top 12. Tanner, thank you very much. We'll catch you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Sounds good. There you go. That's our friend Tanner Mingham. Don't look now, Gordon. Uh, Steve Clark just sent out the eyeballs, the eyeball oh, emoji from the tight ends coach. So we'll see what that means. I uh, maybe we need to come up with a nickname for for Tanner. Oh, you know what, Gordon? I'll leave that ball in your court. Mm. I, I was I've uh, would... I've created a nickname today, so I, yeah, I, you're, I'm, you I'm one for Tanner. Water. Yeah, I just called him Private Mangum. So oh. <laughs> he did demote you. There. Yeah, that that was uh, he's that was going to the stockade as soon as we reach land. Yeah, he's like, does it have to be captain? I mean. Pff. Lieutenant at he, best, Corporal, good did, time. He didn't. He didn't know. <laughs> Private didn't first know class, good time. Austin was an MP. <laughs> so Captain, good time though. He, he liked the positive reviews from Tanner. I, I think this thing's going to stick. David James yeah. hated it. I know DJ hated it, but you, you know he he'll he, he'll come along. I saw that he responded to my tweet, which I don't know well, how to take. Am I not? A, uh, do I do you not have a good time when we chat, David James? <laughs> Why did DJ or are you not sticking like up it? for me? I, I he don't just, know. Well, he probably just doesn't like the nickname. That's all. Because I'll tell you, I've entertained many a chat with David James when I didn't have the time for it. <laughs> but I still did so because uh, I like David James. Uh, everybody, I love David James. DJ called me yesterday, give me a heads up on some on uh, some uh, on a bit to play for the show. Like DJ's the best man, good teammate right there. That David James. That's how I, I want to say he's standing up for me, but I don't. Know. I think so. No, I I just think he probably doesn't. Maybe he's like Tanner. Maybe he needs to hear the context. Nah, I don't know. Down to the sidelines, Captain Goodtime standing by. <laughs> Captain? Captain, give us the update on that ankle, huh? I mean, it's just amazing. Oh, it's just is- amazing. All right, uh, stay tuned. We're going to let you hear from Rudy Gobert, his uh, his media availability yesterday. If you didn't uh, catch that, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. (laughs) It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. I want to remind you to join us Football Friday this Friday from 2 to 6 at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It'll be a good time. In fact, price is so low, uh, <laughs> it attracts Captain Goodtime, who's a customer. Hey, of the you warehouse. know it. Good time for all. <laughs> See? Captain GT. Boom. Yeah, I like it. Uh, let's let's hear Rudy Gobert's comments yeah, from yesterday. <laughs> they happened after the show. So we're we want to give the big show listeners a chance to uh, to listen to it. So this is Rudy from last night. Hit it, Captain Goodtime. Here we go. Hey, Rudy. Uh, just wanted, obviously, you know, the, the the big question is the extension conversations uh, with uh, with the team. How have those gone? How are those going? And what's your approach to them? Um, and kind of staying with the Jazz as, and for the long term. Uh, my approach is still the same. You know, it's. Uh, my, my goal is to win a championship here. Uh, it's been my goal since I got here, and uh, still the same. You know, I'm focused on the upcoming season, and uh, and I'm excited. And uh, about the negotiation talk, um, that's why I have an agent. You know, so I can focus on basketball and uh, and uh, let him take take care of that. Next, we'll go to uh, Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey Rudy, I just want to know your thoughts on Derek Favors coming back. How excited are you? I'm very excited. You know, uh, we all missed him last year, and be able to have him come back uh, it's just uh, it's just great. And I know that you know all of us are excited, and uh, him also. Uh, next up, we'll go Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Rudy, just how the season ended last year, going into the offseason after the bubble, how do you feel about coming back and getting a fresh start? I'm excited. You know, obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, unknown about what's going to happen this year with the, with the virus. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's exciting to just to be able to, to play the game we love and, uh, and, uh, and to start a new year. You know, the goal remains the same, and uh, uh, it's exciting. Uh, Next, we'll go Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, when we were talking to Dennis and Justin, they mentioned that um, sort of the matchups that stuck in their mind where you could see sort of the flaws of the team was when you guys went against sort of big, big matchups like L.A. And I'm wondering – how you saw those and the difficulties that those kind of matchups gave you guys and how that changes now with Fave back in the mix. I would say I agree. You know, overall, uh, we, we could feel that sometimes we needed, we lacked a little bit of size. And uh, in a game of basketball, size is very important. And Derek is a very good defender. And you know, just being, uh, I think, being used to having him for the last uh, 
for the previous six years and we felt the drop you know we felt the drop and uh, and we missed his presence and I, I believe that having somebody a defend a, a defensive minded guy back and not only that having Derek fails back is a uh, it's fixing a, a lot of problems. Next up is uh, Tony Jones, the athletic. Um, what do you have to do to take the next step individually in your game? Is it is it adding a skill, a certain skill set, or is it just you know just kind of honing what you what you have? There's always room to to grow and to get better and. I feel like I haven't scratched my potential. You know, I, I feel like every year since I got here, I've got better. And uh, I feel like this year is going to be my best year so far. You know, I've put a lot of work in to, to improve. And uh, I think that, you know, with me improving and, uh, of course, all the other guys and, and Donovan improving, um, you know, our, our team uh, can take the step that we need to take. And that's the goal. Next, we'll go Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Hey, Rudy, the Jazz drafted a guy who has a very similar skill set to you. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, Udoka yet play, but what, what's that like trying to be a traditional big man in today's NBA, and what kind of advice do you plan on giving him? Uh, what is it like? I mean, everyone's different. You know, everyone, uh, everyone tries to win and tries to help his team win. You know, there's a... Uh, uh, a lot of different styles, you know. Obviously, I, I didn't know about him before the draft because I don't watch any college. But uh, I watched uh, some of his highlights and stuff after I got drafted, and uh, and uh, I'm excited. You know, I think he has a, a lot of potential, and it's great to have a you know a young a young kid coming in that's that's hungry and uh, and that I believe can uh, gonna gonna help us this year. Great. Next question, we go to Jake Edmonds, KUTV. Hey, Rudy. Uh, with Boyan, you know, nearing the end of his recovery from his injury, what was missed the most with him not being in the bubble, you know, both on and off the court, and what kind of impact do you expect to have from him this season? I mean, Boyan is a, he's a very good basketball player, so, you know, uh, he's a great three-point shooter. He's a, he can create... Uh, you know, he can, uh, yeah, he's just a, a great scorer and especially in, in clutch situations too. So, of course, you know, when you don't have that, that guy in a, in a lot of close games in the playoffs, it, it does make a difference. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to uh, get him back. You know, I think he's going to be, a, he's gonna be a, a big plus for us like, it been, like he, he's been all year last year. Next, we'll go Niall Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hey, Rudy. Um, so going back to Udoka, uh, when he was drafted, he spoke really highly of you. Uh, you were one of the first people that he got on the call and just talking about how excited he was to be able to sit back and just learn from you. So going into the season, you mentioned, you know, to having somebody that's hungry. Um, how does it feel as a veteran to be able to kind of like take these rookies in, especially with the challenge of them not having a true um, – three-month-long experience, summer league, all of that. It's exciting. You know, I, I mean, it's humbling to, to have young guys coming in. It makes me feel old at the same time. But having young guys coming in and uh, being 
you know, when I, when I, I texted him and the first thing he said was, he's excited to learn from me. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing, you know, to have young, 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 young men coming in and that are willing to, to learn from, uh, from us and, uh, from our experience. Uh, I think he shows a lot about who he is, uh, as a person. And, uh, he, it's very, uh, encouraging, you know, when, you have that mindset, usually uh, good things will happen. And I'm excited to, to get to work and, uh, and, uh, and uh, hopefully teach him uh, as much as I can. Great. We'll go to uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy, it's good to see you. Um, you, you had mentioned earlier that, you know, you're trying to come in every year with something new to your game, that you're, that you're trying to constantly improve. Uh, we saw the Instagram video of you the other day shooting jumpers in your workouts. What other kinds of things are you trying to bring to your game this year? And also, what does the team need to bring differently this year to take that next step? Uh, so for the first question, uh, you know, being, uh, I would say, better defensively and offensively. But offensively, I think I can be uh, better at attacking my man, you know, being able to, uh, to put even more pressure on, uh, on the rim and, uh, on, and on, on the defense, you know, finish at the rim, uh, being able to knock down the, the mid-range, you know, is something that I've been working on for many years. And that I think now is, uh, it's time to put to use, you know, and uh, just all the things that I think can really help the team uh, take another step being a better passer, being stronger with the ball, all those things, you know, it's things that I think I've got better at it over the years, but uh, I think there's so much more room for myself to, to grow that uh, I just keep working and working. And, you know, every year I'm getting more and more comfortable. And we have a defense, you know, I think defensively we can, uh, um, I think if we're able to, to be a, the goal is for us to be the best defensive team in the league. And I'm 100% sure that if we focus on being that, we're going to be great offensively too. And uh, we're definitely going to be one of the best teams in the, in the league. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. We'll have a follow-up from Sarah Todd Deseret News. Kind of going off what you just said, Rudy, um, there, you know, there's been a lot of changes over in the last few days in free agency was you know, just last night, it feels like. <laughs> um, so how do you feel like you guys stack up against maybe the other best teams in the West? Obviously, the Lakers are the team to beat. So was Boyan coming back healthy and having Fave put you up there? I'm 100% confident in our team. You know, uh, obviously, you always look uh, at what other teams does and, and all that, but I believe that uh, – we got our destiny in our hands and uh, we got all the weapons that we need to, to be the best team that we can be. And I believe that we have all the weapons that we need to, to achieve our goal, which is winning a championship. Now it's on us to, you know, uh, um, come in, start a, have a great start of the season uh, and just like we've done, you know, all the time, just try to get better and get better and get better through the year. And uh, when it's playoff time, be ready to, you know, to beat anyone that's going to be in front of us. All right, Rudy, looks like we have one last question from Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. 
Hey, Rudy, I, you know, the coaching staff has kind of changed a lot this offseason. Uh, Ghana, gone, Tony Ghana, I know, you know, guys you've worked with. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what those guys did for you in your career? Um, obviously, you work with Alex, but, uh, and then also, have you been able to work with any of the new coaching staff members yet and kind of your, your impressions? We're going to miss them. You know, Ghana is, uh, is one of the guys that I really appreciate. You know, he's a, uh, Speaks French too, so you know it's a he's a great guy, uh, you know, a great presence. Uh, definitely gonna miss him, but uh, I wish him the best. You know, I'm excited for his opportunity, and uh, you know, and, uh, and we're gonna stay stay in touch anyway. But yeah, you know, it's it's always tough. Uh, every year, you know, you 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 lose some some friends, some teammates, some coaches that you, some people that you. You know, we we see we see each other every day. You know, you know, you get you get used to to people, and but at the same time, you're aware that you know it's a, it's also a business, and uh, and also people are gonna have you know most sometimes better opportunities somewhere else, and and at the same time, it's a, it's a good sign. You know, when when uh, when someone that that was with us is able to get a a better opportunity somewhere else, it shows that uh, our organization is uh, highly valued and. Uh, and it's always exciting for them. You know, it, it, it's great to see people succeed and uh, and uh, and achieve their goals. Have you worked with any of the new guys yet? Uh, not because we're only allowed to work with one coach at a time now. So, the, still the same for me. Still, Alex. All right, there you go. That's Rudy Gobert. Uh, Gordon, we have some uh, uh, breaking news from the world of college football. We've been talking about the eyeball emojis coming out of BYU. Uh, Jake Edmonds of KUTV, works with DJ over there at Channel 2, uh, says, I can confirm the rumors. BYU at Coastal Carolina is happening. All right. So, uh, yeah, well, ranked 18th. Uh, not that Coastal Carolina is a marquee program, but uh, they are – Highly ranked this year. That should boost BYU if they're able to beat a team that is thought of in that regard. Other teams have benefited from playing uh, teams ranked in that same range and have gotten a boost out of that. So we'll see if the Cougars can do likewise. Back there, huh? Don't they have a uh, – their field is a different color, isn't it? I think it's teal. Is it teal? Yeah. Yeah. So hey, they're undefeated. This is this is uh, this is a good thing. And plus, as we we talked to uh, Tanner Bingham about, BYU just need they need to play. They need to yeah. stay on the top of everybody's mind. And so right. I think this is this is terrific. If indeed, and I have no reason to doubt Jake. Uh, we know him, and he's he's a good dude. I have no reason to doubt that he's wrong. But I I hope this happens. I hope this becomes officially official, officially official, because I think it'll be a good football game. It'll be good. Any word on when the game would take place? This weekend. Because Coastal right. Carolina was scheduled to play Liberty. Liberty apparently is having some uh, COVID issues. Austin was saying that uh, game day is supposed to be at Coastal Carolina. So I'm sure they would uh, be very much motivated to salvage that. And you still have two, I guess Liberty's lost, but now you have two undefeated uh, teams going head-to-head. I mean, that's that's good television is what that is. So I wonder if uh, they have uh, some fast information as far as um – you know, whether because that COVID thing can be kind of on again, off again, can it? Uh, have they reached a point? Well, here we are Wednesday. Uh, you'd think that they would need to make a decision. There, there was a statement uh, earlier today from Liberty saying 
that they had been in contact with Coastal Carolina about their in-program COVID problems, but that they were at that time still planning on playing the game Saturday. Now, that was a few hours ago. And that's why we heard, yeah. yeah, and that's why we haven't seen anything officially, official, officially, official. But everybody on the BYU team has tweeted out the eyeball thing, yeah. And now we've got uh, uh, um, uh, Jake Edmonds reporting it. So, and Jake Hatch, uh, our very own uh, Yuck, is uh, saying he's hearing similar things. So, uh, let's hope it happens. Yeah, view uh, as you said it perfectly, Jake. BYU needs to bolster its resume if it wants to have any chance of playing in a significant bowl game in the postseason. And so if an opportunity like this comes up, man, take it in a heartbeat. I'm sure that's the way they feel about it. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next. It is the big show. Christian Cox will be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We'll talk some mute football with him as they get ready for the Mighty Beavs. And uh, David Locke scheduled to join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. It's Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Our own uh, Hans Olsen says can confirm now that uh, BYU Coastal Carolina matchup is in the works. So how about that? Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like it's going to be set. So yeah, good news for BYU. Good news for BYU fans. And you know, if you can schedule a ranked team at this point in time, that's right with the doctor order. Yeah, isn't best it? As case long scenario. As long as, long as you win. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean. I just want to see a good football game. I, I don't think that this will get, uh, if a win over Coastal Carolina will get BYU any closer to a New Year's Six game. That's just my opinion. Uh, deserves got nothing to do with it. I don't think the system is going <laughs> to is going to play out in BYU's favor. I just don't think it, it it's going to. But um, Well, in order for them to have any kind of chance at all. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In order for them to have a shot at it, I, I agree with that take for sure. But I don't know if it would be enough. But at least it gives us another interesting football game. In fact, joining us now... Of course, you hear him from 10 to 2 alongside Scott Gerard right here on the Zone Radio Network. He's Hans Olsen. Hello, Hans. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. You can confirm that good news. Uh, Coastal Carolina games uh, possibly in the works? Very much uh, in the works. And, um, you know, until it's signed and I's are dotted and T's are crossed, I mean, it's always possibility for fallout. But I do know that there have been some adjustments to uh, schedules. And um, I know that there are people on campus that would know that are very excited uh, about the possibility. And my assumption is, my assumption is this thing is is very much uh, in the works. So um, until the until the official release comes out, you know, you always have to be careful. But it, it sure seems like they're excited up there. Is the uh, is the Liberty situation all? Is that much of it? Uh, has that been confirmed, Hans, as well, or is that still up in the air as well? And is this game, uh, in, in, you know, dependent upon what happens there? 
It would have to be. And, you know, we all know that Liberty is dealing with their their troubles and, and struggles. And, you know, we just, man, we've seen, what, four games or five games canceled today? Um, it has just been a heavy day of cancellations. And, you know, I, I think that this is the day when people get their Tuesday testing back and get some results and they start to make plans and they're, doing all their contact tracing. And, and I just think right now it, it looks like it's possibly too much for Liberty. And if that's the case, if that's the case, then that leaves that Coastal Carolina game open. What do you think this would do uh, for BYU if they were able to get a, a win, Hans? Where, where are you at on what BYU would have to do to get included in the New Year's Six? I wish San Diego State didn't have three losses. I I wish that they had a little bit more reputation in the Mount West Conference because if you could take down Coastal Carolina and that conference leader and you could take down San Diego State and that conference leader, um, that should give you you enough cachet to slide you up above uh, 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 what Cincinnati's ranked at seven or – what are they, seven or eight right now? But where – You'll get you'll get some nice push from Coastal Carolina if you can if you can beat that team and take care of business there. You'll get a, a nice bump. That'll be some interest. And also, and Gordon, you may be able to speak better to, to this than I than I can. But my guess is that the committees will look at BYU's push and willingness to sign or to to schedule a very good Coastal Carolina team and do it last second as a sign of their confidence and now they've got to go win that game but i've got to imagine that it's got to give them favor with the committee and the voting committee when all is said and done i'm not talking about 14 playoff but at this point jacob it felt like they were trying to block byu out of even the near six i think they yeah are. yeah <laughs> i think they. i think they yeah. are actively doing that yeah yeah you're well, right you're right gordon, though, gordon, gordon let me kind of turn the script on you is that you know, you you make this uh, scheduling agreement. Let's say you get this done and you show that confidence, and you, and you go to their place to do it. And and let's say you you get a nice win. I'm not even saying a convincing win, not a blowout, but just a a nice win. What does that do for the committee when they see you last second scheduling and making the push to play and going on the road to do it and making every every alteration and adjustment to get it done? Will that play into any decisions? The only, I agree with what Jake is saying. I think this is a group that's pretty stubborn and pretty set in its ways and wanting to protect their own. But, you know, you did see him bump up one slot, and I think that was purely a function of how highly they rated in the AP poll and the reaction around the country when they had him at 14. Public pressure could affect that committee. And if BYU, like you said, Hans, you said it well, if BYU is willing to schedule this game and go back there and play, then that does show that this is a motivated program, a confident program, wants to do everything it can to create opportunity for itself. And then ultimately, of course, that opportunity is is determined by a bunch of people sitting in a room somewhere who are going to make a decision that uh, is based on opinion. So, 
Let me ask you an impossible. Uh, maybe you have studied Coastal Carolina. Do you know anything about this team, Hans? Do you think BYU would be able to go back there and handle this team and handle it with some degree of ease, or do you think this is a steep climb? Well, the last time I looked at Coastal Carolina, I think they were 4-0 or 5-0. and And uh, I only looked at Coastal because they were a common opponent with uh, an upcoming opponent of BYU. And I, I can't even do the math right now on it because I'm just starting to piece this stuff together. But I did look at them, and uh, they, they do have speed, and they've got athleticism. Um, I do remember thinking that. But I also think they're one of the few teams in that conference right now that are well-coached. I, I feel like they've, they've got a, a good coaching staff, and it felt like their scheme – was was more right than the others um, because I've watched some really bad football getting ready for some of these BYU games and uh, they definitely stand out as having good speed really good speed um, big playmakers off the edge uh, and I can't remember nothing defensively stood out to me but it's kind of funny you mentioned that because when Austin called to come on I was actually pulling up to my computer I'm going to do some film work and and uh, put out some, tweet out some clips of Coastal Carolina so BYU fans can kind of get a feel of what this team's going to look like. All right, last thing before we let you go, Hans, I've got to, this is completely unrelated, but I, I've got a, a curiosity question for you, uh, considering you're one of the few people that I know that have played in an NFL locker room. Uh, in this Pittsburgh-Baltimore game that I'm watching uh, that we've got in the background here, there have been two or three just egregious drops, including at the end of the first half, just stuff that, like, I mean, they should cut that guy before he, he could has a chance to get to the locker room. But let me ask you this. In an NFL locker room, do you if one of your receivers has a really bad drop, does he does he hear about it in the locker room? Does he, or do you just leave him alone? Oh, that really depends. It depends on the relationship that that guy has with the team. Um, if it is a high dollar guy, you know, if that's a, in our locker room, if that was a Reggie Wayne or a Marvin Harrison or, you know, um, if it was one of those guys then you give them some trash, you know, you probably go back and forth and, and, and they shake it off because they know tomorrow they're going to be there. And, and they know that financially they're okay. If it's, um, oh man, some of the, some of the guys that were on my level, the bubble guys like Drew Haddad, he was a, a an awesome receiver out of college that was on the bubble with me. If he makes that drop in, a, in crucial moments like that, like a big time drop that hits him in the hand, then everybody keeps their mouth shut and kind of in the back of their mind, they're thinking there's a good chance that just got him cut. And, and so you got to know the audience and you got to know who you're talking to, but, and then you, you know, you got some crazy situations. Who was it? The, Oh man, there was a receiver with the Colts that couldn't handle an onside kick years ago. Do you remember that? Uh -uh. Um, Hank Baskett, uh, New Mexico's Hank Baskett suggests Austin. that's it, uh-huh. yes. And, you know, in a situation like that where you lose a big-time game off of a guy's mistakes, and, and you know that that guy's been around for a few years, yeah, you give him a hard time. 
you rough him up pretty good about it. All right. I wondered, because it seems to me there should be some justice there. <laughs> I, 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 I know this isn't uh, germane to what we're talking about here, but wasn't Hank Basket married to a Playboy center? Yeah, it was one of uh, Hugh Hefner's. Uh, remember when he was dating? What do they call the, the – they had a reality TV show. It was one of the those The Girls gals. Next Door. The Girls Next Door, yeah. Oh, well, maybe maybe on that onside kick he was distracted or something. Mm. I don't know. Always got to take it there. <laughs> Always got to take the show there. Judging by how their marriage ended, oh, not well. Uh, wait, wait, that didn't last. Holy cow! I'll let you Google. I'm that. shocked. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, Hans, uh, great work on this stuff as always. Thank you for jumping on with us, buddy. Hey, hey wait, hey, Hans, Hans, I need you for something else. Okay, what you got? Yeah. Jake, in a in a moment of brilliance today, came up with a nickname for Austin, Captain Good Time. What do you think? <laughs> Oh, man, if that was a cereal, I'd buy it and put extra thick cream on it. Captain Good Time. <laughs> I think it works. I like it, man. Yeah. If, 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 he's captain, if he's captaining our ship through rough waters, Gordon, I'm getting on it. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, oh, I know sick. we don't do the, the sports updates uh, anymore, but, you know, this sports update with Captain Good Time brought to you by <laughs> Syringa Networks. <laughs> Uh, do the other, do the other one, Jake. Do oh one, yeah, Jake. like like if Austin's doing sidelines for the Jazz game, you know, picture picture Locke's voice, like, oh, big game from Donovan Mitchell, at thirty five points. He's our uh, he's our uh, sideline interview after the game. Let's send things on down to Captain Goodtime, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm Captain Good Time here with uh, Derek Favor. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing, right? Yeah, it works. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Post game <laughs> interviews with Captain Goodtime brought to you by. Uh, do you have a nickname for? Do you have a nickname for Scotty Hands? Oh yeah, Huggy Bear. <laughs> you use it often. Yeah, that's my Huggy Bear. Yeah, go to it all the time. Oh, he, man. He, he loves hugs. Hands, thank you. Yeah, you bet, guys. See you, buddy. That's our friend Hans Olsen coming on to talk about BYU in Coastal Carolina. Looks like it's going to happen happen coming up this weekend. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to our friend Christian Cox. Stay tuned. We'll talk some youth football straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.